What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. We are back for another episode. I'm A Metz. I'm B Pimp. And yeah, if you haven't checked us out on iTunes, please subscribe and give us a good review. You can check out our Twitter handle at Whiskey Sessions. And of course, send us an email at Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. And we also want to say, if you haven't listened to our EP, go check What's that out. What's wrong with you? Yes. A, what's wrong with you? And B, you have time to fix it by going to whiskeysessions.bandcamp.com and listening to it. It's a five-track EP, and it's our, you know, it's our first hip-hop release. But that isn't to say that there won't be more. However, we want to hear from you about what kind of songs, you know, you would like us to do tracks about what what topics would you like us to do songs about if you haven't listened to our first ep we have a track about ruffles and that's kind of what we're known for um, don't send in do one about wavy lays right it's not gonna happen no, we're not doing a song about wavy lays so but we are taking suggestions from you about what would be what is the one thing that you think that we could just bring justice to what is that topic and maybe if it's good enough of a suggestion, we will do a song about that. Yeah. And you could hear about it on the next Whiskey Sessions Hip Hop EP. You have the satisfaction of knowing that you were involved in the creative process. Right. But know that if you're involved in the creative process, that doesn't mean you're involved in the making any money process. <laughs> and not just because we don't really make any money. <laughs> not just because of that. But also because if somehow we did make some money, don't think that we would share it with you. No. No. You will be able to pretty easily sweep under the rug any emailing that you did. Our lawyers are the best. Um, probably. <laughs> probably. They know all about this sort of kind of law, that creative licensing. Creative or, commons. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? So, who's to say? Point is, you will not get paid for these ideas. But, but don't feel bad. To, don't feel bad. We but, won't either. Yes. I mean, yeah, we will. We'll get paid a ton. A ton. That is... Quitting my job and doing this full time. We're gonna fly around and record from every place in the country and the world. Yes, that is correct. So our whiskey today is the very fancy Basil Hayden's. So I am excited because I've never had this. No, um, and it's fancy. It is fancy. It's it's from Kentucky, from Frankfurt. Ah, um, Frankfurt. Yeah, and it's bottled by Dis Kentucky Springs Distilling Co. Um, it's, it comes in a bottle that has like a, it has like a cardboard apron uh -huh. or something on it. It's very nice. It's artfully aged. It's 80 proof. It, apparently it has a trademark spicy finish. It does. And we'll be the judge of that. We'll be, minute. we'll be finding out right now. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. It does have a spicy finish, but you know what? And maybe it's, um, after drinking the Evan Williams of the last episode, but I gotta say, I enjoy this whiskey. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. I I do taste that spice at the end. We're drinking it on the rock, so it's cold. So I wonder if it would be different if it was neat. Perhaps. It but, might be a little bit warmer. But it does, yeah, it has a nice spice. It has a good full body taste. It, I would smooth. say in every possible imaginable way, it's better than Evan Williams. I could agree with that. Yes. It's, so, we've come a long way from Southern Comfort. I guess what we're saying is we we do recommend Basil Hayden's. Yes. 
I can say that after one sip. What percent alcohol content are we dealing with This is 80 proof, so 40%. Okay. That's that's more common. That's what you normally find. That sounds about right. For a whiskey. Yeah. Unless you get the crazy, like, old granddad 101 proof. Woof. Take the paint off your car. Yeah. I didn't realize old granddad was that. Not all of it is. They make one like that. Oh, okay. It's very potent. Yeah, but I gotta say, this is... This this is is more pleasant and sippable. I always wondered, why... So, proof is always double what the actual alcohol content mm-hmm. is. Why, why have that measure? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that either. Perhaps if you know, email us at whiskeysessionsmusic.com. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any idea <laughs> as to what proof means. Well, not so I know proofing has to do with... Well, I think it's because when they're proofing something, it's like at the end when they've got their the distilled liquor... Uh-huh. They have to get it to the correct proof in order to sell it. So okay. sometimes you're ending up with some kind of distilled liquor that could be way stronger than what it ends up being on the shelf. And they have to they have to do whatever they need to do. Age it for a certain lo- amount of time. Add things to it. I don't know. I know that gets entered into it. Okay. So maybe that has to do with it. We'll just say that has everything to do with it. Okay. That's why. Good to know. <laughs> well, I, we want to make sure that you're learning things. On this podcast. Like, I just kind of made that up, and I taught you. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I'm learning about this whiskey is don't start a sentence, take a sip, and then try to finish that <laughs> sentence. Because that spicy finish is going to get you. It'll be right in the middle of your sentence. Yeah, right in the middle of your sentence. So why don't we get to our top five. And uh, our top five for this episode is somewhere between best and favorite guitarists. I'm very excited for this one. I think both of us, my list is not nearly as comprehensive as it should be, but it's, you know, maybe it's not technically the, we're not going to pretend like we went through every song ever and these are technically the most proficient guitarists of all time, but it's our favorites. It's our favorites. Mixed with, you know, them being good. I've listened to, most of my music listening history has been, I say more than any other instrument, it's been guitar centric Mm -hmm. because I've always been like a heavy metal fan. Yes. So I pay attention to it. I don't play guitar, so obviously I'm not an expert, but I have a wide base of knowledge. So well, I feel as like somebody my... that does play guitar, yeah. also I'm not an expert. <laughs> but you, but no, that's, I'm not saying that means you are, but I don't know, like when I listen to something, I know what sounds good to me, what sounds like, if I listen to five different heavy metal bands, I can tell you that guy's good, that guy's not good, that kind of thing. But you know, it's different styles for everybody, but I think our list will be entertaining. All right, well, let's get into it. This is our top five guitarists. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. Okay, so I'm going to start. Um, I want to say before I get into my list, I had a hard time narrowing this down. It's, um, it's an extremely tough list to do. And it, just to say ahead of time, like, yeah, people out there, don't even write in. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> I care. Well, I mean, we care, but I get the point of, like, Best guitarist list is impossible. Yeah. This is an excuse for me to talk about five bands I like, really. Right. Because, I mean, I'm going to get into the guitarist, but it's just like, I don't know, whatever. I had I had 15 written down that I had to narrow down to five, and I could have gotten to 50 if I really wanted to be thorough about it. Yeah, it's, it's an impossible task. But I did take it seriously. I will say that. So my number five, Jerry Cantrell who is the guitarist, one of the founding members of Alice in Chains. If you're not familiar with his name, you may be familiar with their work. 
the reason I have him number five is Alice in Chains is one of my favorite bands. And they were always known for the combination of the music. I mean, the music part of it is has always been appealing to me from them, but they were known, like Lane Staley was the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he passed away about 15 years ago, which sounds crazy to think it was that long ago now. But um, he, so he, his voice is very distinctive. So when you would hear their songs on the radio, you'd probably go, oh, that's an Alice in Chains song because of that. But really, I think what the most consistent and unique part about them is Jerry Cantrell's guitar playing. Because he's got a unique style. He's not like a solo. He's not like one of those guys who plays those crazy solos. Mm -hmm. He's like fast. He just, he writes really interesting riffs for, technically they're grunge. I think they're more just kind of like, I don't know what to call them, but... Like, but they were called that just because of the time, especially. Right, and they came out of the West Coast and yeah. all that. But they're they're always there's there's they have albums that are heavier. They have albums that are a little bit more mellow. But no matter what, whether he's playing acoustic, electric, heavy, distorted, non clean, whatever. Like I've always liked him, and I also like his solo stuff that he did. Yeah. So I had to. I he. It was hard to get some leave some of these people off that we'll cover in honorable mentions. But I wanted. Jerry Cantrell on my list, so he's my number five. No, that makes sense. Like, because I think that it, that is the, an, an important part. Isn't like the most like technically crazy solos or even riffs, but it's like what are the memorable riffs? Mm-hmm. Like, what what is it like that made the song? Right. And I, no, I definitely understand that. My number five is BB King. I really enjoyed the Riding of the King album with Eric Clapton, and I know it's. B.B. King maybe passed his prime, although his prime is extended. But, you know, I will say I don't have Eric Clapton on my list. Slow hand. Yeah. But, Eric Clapton's good. He's not, yeah. I mean, he got into the, he got more in, later into like more poppy kind of style rather yeah. than like the blues he started in. But but yeah, no, so that's, uh, that's my number five, B.B. King. All right. Number four for me is Devin Townsend. He is, I talk about him every chance I get. I think he was on, uh, did we do one with albums for this series or was that before? Was that in our prequels? I think that might have been our Lost podcast. Our Lost podcast. Well, so he, Devin. Our Lost cast. Our Lost cast. Yeah. Devin Devin Townsend, Devin Townsend, I almost said. Devin Townsend. (laughs) Yeah. He's, um, he's a Canadian musician from Vancouver, I believe. Ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he, <laughs> Vancouver's a beautiful city. I like it. Yeah, and he um, he got his start with uh, Steve Vai, who is not on my list, but is widely considered one of the best like technical guitarists. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an album in '92, I want to say, that uh, Devin Townsend sang on. He didn't even play guitar on it. What? But that was what got him his start. And then he went on to create a band called Strapping Young Lad, that is one of my favorite bands extremely heavy strapping uh, young lad yeah i haven't even heard of that band yeah they're not like i mean they're if you're into heavy metal you probably heard of them but not they're not like are they heavy heavy metal or they're heavy oh okay extreme heavy metal uh, might not like them. it's great i love it <laughs> but so th- he did that he was in that band then he always had side projects going on he's probably released like 20 some albums oh, since wow. like 1993 so, I mean, he's always making music. Uh, he had his own band called Devin Townsend Band. He had uh, Strapping Young Lad. He had Devin Townsend Project, which is more like, you would probably like them. They're not as heavy. It's more, there's still some heaviness to the songs, but it's more like experimental type stuff. Um, and then he did a project called Ziltoid the Omniscient, which is about a 
That's Inter- a great project name. <laughs> it's about an intergalactic alien that comes to Earth to get the best coffee, because he heard we had the best coffee. <laughs> well, I think of all the planets, we probably do. Yeah, I would imagine so. But that's like, it's funny. He's he's always got like some humor in his uh, music, and uh-huh. he's but guitar-wise, he's just... He, all, he pioneered this technique in metal um, that he basically took like the wall of sound that you would think of from more like pop music from like the 60s and 70s. Uh-huh. And he basically took that and, and added it to heavy metal production so that you get that layered guitar effect that wasn't as popular before he started producing music. And I think he, that just for that contribution, I would put him on. But I also saw him live when I was in high school play at the metro he was oh. he was opening for iced earth and he he first of all he performed in sweatpants <laughs> and a old looking t-shirt and he had a him. skullet at the time which is you know skullet. he was he's bald on top but he had his hair really long and a mullet uh, it was great it looks you wouldn't think so but it's great it I looked amazing think so. it looks amazing correct. i would not think that would look good so he that was the first time i had seen him and he came out and played there's a song on one of the on accelerated evolution one of his albums called away that's just like an eight minute guitar solo and it was mind-blowingly awesome and i always remember that and he's pro- probably not doing him justice having him number four but there, there you go well i mean that's the tough thing about this list is mm-hmm. there are a lot of guitarists out there. Yep. My number four is Chris Ballou of the Presidents of the United States of America. Aha! So this is, I wouldn't say it's a cheat because he kind of plays, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, he plays a combo guitar bass. Mm. And I can't remember if his, it might have been only three strings. Okay. But what I like about the, it's, what I like about the presidents and what they were able to do is kind of make the most of the limited instruments that they were using and his like just simple riffs that really made the presidents for the fairly brief time that they were like a, a very popular band. They were really popular though. Yeah. That like really, I mean, it's great. Yeah. And I think fun like, to listen to fun to listen to probably not the most like technically proficient, like, guitarist ever but like has some memorable stuff in there mm-hmm. that character stuff good yeah exactly. his playing so what's your number three my number three is Dimebag daryl aka diamond daryl oh. aka daryl abbott he of pantera um and damage plan he was one of the founding members of pantera and the reason i said those akas is when they started you may think of pantera as like the heavy band that throughout the 90s had all the like Probably some of the most popular heavy metal that got released. Yeah, I mean, they were known. Yeah. Like, as little as I know about metal, I've heard of Pantera. Right, exactly. Um, that He was Dimebag Daryl during that whole time, but before they went, before they released Cowboys from Hell in 1990, mm-hmm. they were still called Pantera, but they were like a glam band, and he was known as Diamond Daryl for those days, because they would, they basically looked like Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. They had like the, the makeup, the, you know, over-the-top image and all that stuff. But regardless of what he was doing, he was just like a heavy metal riff monster. Like, you can't listen to any song. Like, I, I listened to, when I was making this list, I listened to Cowboys from Hell again, which I haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. Just as soon as it kicks in, first song, uh, Cowboys from Hell, it's just, it's him right away. Like, you ju- he just drives everything for that band. And it's about one of my favorite bands. He's definitely... I, as by putting him number three on my list, I'm showing he's one of my favorite guitarists, and I think 
his uh, riff playing style, his solo style is unique because he used a lot of wah in it, wah okay. pedal, and that, that's that not as common. Seem like that would be as common in metal. No, it's not. Yeah, he was. It always had like a dive bomb effect to it. Like at the end of a solo, you would just get this like tail off, like where the wah would come in and it would just like crush the end of the solos. And I always thought it was really good. Well, that's a good pick. My number three. Mm-hmm. That was your three. My number three is Prince. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, for everything Prince is known for, I don't think he's recognized enough as just a fucking shredder. Absolutely. Little Red Corvette. Yeah. Uh, I even, I appreciate the way he plays guitar probably more than I appreciate what his voice sounds like. I never thought, actually, he was that great of a singer, but he, the way he plays, how fluidly he plays, Mm -hmm. and mixed with how easily he makes it look just in his stage presence I yeah it was incredible and almost like the kind of thing where i'm sure he not only practices guitar like crazy but practices what it looks like for him to play guitar he was at a lot of theatrics right which is such a skill in and of itself right that yeah, I, he's a great. Guitar he is. Player. He is the. He Way is. Underrated. Oh, absolutely, and he he was like a shredder, and it, you don't think that when you think of Prince. Mm-hmm. Most people don't, like you said, but it's true. I mean, it's just. I mean, not all of his music was based around that, but when he played and when he showed off, it was like top of the line. Yeah, no, he's great. Okay, number two for me, Josh Hummy from Queens of the Stone Age. He's good. He is amazing. And those are the, those are the kind of riffs, I feel like, that are just, like, they make the song. Yeah. It, well, the Queens... That's the thing, is, like, Queens of the Stone Age um, is my... I mean, in my top three favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of them. So, his playing style in Queens of the Stone Age is one thing. Because he doesn't take... He's not technically, like, the lead guitar player for Queens of the Stone Age. He's got Troy Van Leeuwen playing that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, he's usually playing rhythm. But, but even when he's playing rhythm... He's he's usually driving a lot of the riffs, so you still hear that. But the thing that, I don't know if as many people know, um, when he started out, when he was like 21, he was in a band called Caius. Mm-hmm. That was a desert rock band from like uh, Joshua Tree, California. Um, and they were, they're just amazing band. Like, it's it's a little bit heavier. It wasn't as accessible. I, I, that's, that's why I think they didn't take off right. as much as Queens of the Stone Age did. But there's an album called Welcome to Sky Valley. Came out like '94, I want to say. Um, that was it. May have been the last one they did together. Um, and it's J- Josh Homme doesn't sing for that band. He just played guitar. And if you listen to that, if you're a Queens of the Stone Age fan and you haven't heard that, go find it. Just from beginning to end, it's just a masterpiece. It's K Y U S S. K Y U S S. I think it's that album is technically self-titled, but it's called Welcome to Sky Valley because there's a sign on the cover that says okay. that. But it's just, and it's also weird because that album is structured in not like tracks, it's in like segments. So the first, if you have it on like a CD or a vinyl uh-huh. copy, the first track is like four songs and it's really long and there's only like <laughs> three of them. It's really weird, but it's, it's great. Not what I would do. Highly <laughs> recommended. Huh. Well, no, that's, that's a great pick. My number two is George Harrison. Okay. Um, I like George Harrison. The best guitar player in the Beatles. Yep. Not that John Lennon is bad. Mm-mm. Uh, not that Paul McCartney's bad. But um, just the, the... Like, that's the quintessential for me. Like, what... Knowing how to play guitar and 
kind of what you were saying about Queens of the Stone Age, about like what makes them accessible. Like right. What... Even if you're not a nerd like me who's listening to that, you're still hearing it, even if you don't recognize it. Somebody who's just listening to that song and goes, I like it, they're yeah. going to be... That's like the thing that makes it pleasing to your ear, basically. Yeah, I, I really think George Harrison's guitar work is part of like the driving force that made the Beatles that popular mm-hmm. and made some of their songs connect as much as they did. He he he's responsible for while my guitar gently weeps, right? Uh, I believe so. So if he is, the story will be good, well placed. Okay. She rides tigers, a band that we all know and love. Yes. Played. If you haven't, if you don't know, she rides tigers. Go check them out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I saw them not that long ago at Brower House in Lombard. Oh, nice. And they played a cover version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and it just reminded me of that. Like, how much I like his guitar playing style. Alright, who is your number one? My number one is Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is my favorite band. Tony Iommi is my favorite guitarist. It's not even particularly close. Wow. Um, He's... I wrote a 10-page paper about him in, in college. That's how much I'm a fan of him. Wow. It's, he's just... I don't know what it is, but it's something about... Like, I already liked Black Sabbath before I identified that his guitar playing is what really mostly drew me to them. Uh-huh. But then just reading about his history was great, because like, he was one of the people that created the heavy metal guitar sound. He he had an accident. He worked in a factory in like rural England, where they're from, mm-hmm. and he cut off... He's a lefty, so... He cut off the tips of his ring finger and middle finger in an accident. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> and he basically like came up with a way to still play guitar. He made these like thimble things that he would put at the end of his fingers oh. to replicate the... I had no idea. Yeah. So he was able to play. But then in order to play with that, with that style, he, he had to use banjo strings instead of guitar strings. So the combination of those two things... Plus the tuning he would use on his guitar is what created that, like, if you think of heavy metal, you think of that heavy droning riff and the drop tuning. He created that. He was the person who started that sound. And to think that, like, he started that sound based on... An accident. That is is making the most out of, like, a disability. Exactly, yeah. Jeez. And not only that, but he's left-handed, but he plays a right-handed guitar, so his dominant hand is doing all the finger work on the fretboard. Yeah. So it's just like, it was just like a perfect storm of all these things that came together and the other thing about Tony Iommi that's great is he's there's a rumor that has been going around forever that he's got this like cave of unused riffs that's like the holy grail of guitar playing that he just would always record them on tape and he would only use some of them in songs and all the other ones are just hidden away somewhere like in one day they're going to be discovered or something it's like this I don't know if it's true I hope it's true but I always thought that was amazing. Like he's got this like tape full, tape library <laughs> full of riffs. He's the man. So they'll find it one day. I hope so. All right. Well, my number one is not only is he from Seattle, but I think, and I think most of America would agree with me, he's the greatest guitarist of all time, and that's Jimi Hendrix. Ah. And I won't say I'm the biggest fan of Jimi Hendrix, like general music of all time. But I can't think of somebody who seems more natural with guitar out of anybody I've ever seen. It is so fluid, mm-hmm. the way he plays, that I can't... It's... And maybe some people will disagree with me, but I do actually think that if you took a poll, people would say he is the best guitar yeah, player. Yeah, the most people might have that opinion, yeah. And I don't think that's wrong. 
and it's weird to think that we've talked about all these guitarists and there's a billion million great guitarists yeah out there. but somehow even in his short life of 27 years mm-hmm. that he could have this kind of reputation and just the i think one crazy example is like all along the watchtower right cover can you think of right can you think of another cover from another music legend like in bob dylan right that he so clearly made his own right like a no offense to bob dylan but Jimi hendrix's version of that song is infinitely better <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he made that song completely his own yeah he also did a lot of um innovation with the use of um like effects yeah on guitar and like with electric guitar because when he was when he was rising it wasn't as common yet like that probably wasn't that long after bob dylan went electric at the that folk festival right right around the same time yeah and i think he i don't know all the ins and outs of it but i'm pretty sure he did a lot of stuff with like manipulating sound from Mm -hmm. his amps and like different kind of effects he would put on his playing that were innovative yeah and that's part of the reason i think he's such a legend there's also just something supremely American about Jimi Hendrix, and maybe mm-hmm. it's the way he played the national anthem, or oh yeah, but just he's a fixture. Yeah. So that is my number one. All right. Uh, we had no crossover on our list. Zero. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's been a little bit since we've had no crossover. Um, what uh, What are some of your? I know you've probably got an infinity. On I've got a ton. Book. I'm gonna try to. What are some of your top ones? Yeah, some of my top ones that I had to leave off. What are your most honorable list? <laughs> yeah, I would say the one I had the hardest time with um, is probably Joe Bonamassa leaving him off. Uh-huh. Um, he's probably not. I mean, I think he's more well known these days. But the kind of music he plays, he's a, technically he's a blues guitarist, but his guitar style is it's similar to what you were saying about Jimi Hendrix like when you watch him play you just it just looks like so much fun like the yeah. way he plays he's he's really fast he's really good and he shreds but it doesn't it's not one of those things where you look at it and it's like oh my god it looks like his fingers hurt it just mm-hmm. looks like it's fun yeah you know and i think that's something that's underrated um plus he writes great music so i had to have him on there um similarly John Petrucci from Dream Theater is another one of my favorites this is too Italian heavy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just, t- from a technical standpoint, he would be close to the top if it was only in that criteria. As long as you don't have the, what's that one guy's name? Satterino. Satriati? Ugh. Joe Satriati? No you don't like surfing with the alien? I don't like anything he's done. <laughs> um, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, um, who is just like a shred machine. That, uh, Hangar 18 from Rest in Peace is one of the best written guitar heavy metal songs ever. I would put Derek Trucks and Stevie Ray Vaughan yeah. up there, both for kind of that southern um, blues style. The Derek Trucks slide guitar playing is unbelievable. Very entertaining with Tedeschi Trucks band. Check them out. Um, K.K. Uh, Downing and Glenn Tipton were the two guitars from Judas Priest, and they were unbelievable. Larry Lalonde is the guitarist from Primus, and I had to put him on there just because I always have loved Primus. I don't know. I could They're so weird, I couldn't tell you if it's, like, if he's, like, technically great or not, but it's just, it's just, it's, Primus is amazing, and he always gets overshadowed because Les Claypool is, like, a bass god, so everybody yeah. probably is just listening to the bass. Um, and then the last one I'll mention is Pepper Keenan. Um, he's the founder of Corrosion, for, Corrosion of Conformity. 
Um, so he fronts that band and plays guitar, but he also plays with a band called Down, which is a super group um, with Phil Anselmo from Pantera, Pepper Keenan and Kirk Weinstein from Crowbar all playing in that band. And that's just like, they're like dirty southern New Orleans like sludge metal. Huh. And it sounds not appealing, but trust me, if you like heavy music, you should check out any of Down's albums. You'll hear Pepper Keenan playing some pretty mean riffs all when over those. They're a super group, kind of. Like oh, yeah. Gotta listen to them. Yep. Uh, a couple honorable mentions I have. Jimmy Page. Oh, yeah. Of Led Zeppelin. Well, because I always just thought, not that I've ever been a huge Led Zeppelin fan, but I, they, they always sounded like about 20 years ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. He wrote some mean riffs too. Yeah, and there's not and that's I can't believe I didn't even think of him for my honorable mentions. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, I always kind of like Tom Morello. Oh yeah, he's a funky, crazy guitar player. Yeah, but just great memorable riffs. Mm-hmm. And and weird solos. Yeah, and um, then one that's a little outside the box. Who's not even in a band, uh, but Brendan Small. Oh yeah, Death uh, Clock. Yes. Well, yeah. So home movies. I'm home movies, of course, and Metalocalypse, mm-hmm. and the riffs in that show are great. Yeah, and I've heard him play. He's an incredible. Oh, artist. he's really good. He, really good. He went. To, I think he dropped out of Berklee College of Music because he didn't want to. Yeah. Why? Why deal with? That's it? what I've heard. Though is the people that drop out are usually the ones, the ones that, that succeed. If you yeah. graduate from Berklee College of Music, you <laughs> didn't make it. You're too. You're too committed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So those are mine. I have to say one more, and it's not really an honorable mention. It's more of, like, funny. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Ingve Malmsteen? No. He's, okay, so he's, um, he's, I believe he's Swedish. He grew up playing violin, and he's, like, a very, he, if you see him, he looks like a really rich European guy, is what you would think. He wears these white frilly shirts and, like, leather pants all the time. Uh-huh. He's so good at guitar. Like, if you, if you asked a lot of if you ask like a hundred experts, guitar experts, and they had them make lists, he might end up near the top of the list from a technical standpoint. But he's so good and like so precise that it's almost hard to listen to his music. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than that. Yeah. He has, I bought this DVD that he made. He played a concert with the Japanese, the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra behind him. So it's him standing in front of the whole Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra in All a right. white puffy shirt like Seinfeld wore <laughs> and leather pants and he's got this beautiful uh, Fender yellow and white Stratocaster Ooh. that he plays and I don't know how to describe it I don't know if I love it or if I can't watch it but I've watched it a number of times so I have no clue what to say about it other than if you are if this is intrigued you go find that DVD and watch it and tell me what, and email us and tell me what you think about it <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right. Uh, well, as you, of course, know, our email box is blowing up. Oh, and if we don't get to these damn emails, we're not going to be able to catch up. There's this thing where they'll, like, fine us if we have too many in there. Yes. So. Well, you know how that, that's how Gmail works. Now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if you want to send us an email, you can send it to us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. But we're going to go ahead and read some of these emails. It's time for emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails and now we'll read them. Alright. Let's open the email inbox. What do you got, Brian? Well, I, I believe it or not, we heard another for another week oh, no. from Steve from, from Linwood. Steve from Linwood. He's getting lazy. Um, he just said B Gimp 
this time. <laughs> Which is not even... I. That's not anything. That's like disrespectful to someone who does actually walk with a limp. If you yeah. call them a gimp, that's not nice. I just don't. I don't, so I it's don't not accurate. Guy, Steve. But I think he's very crass. You know what? I think Steve needs to try a little harder. Or if he can't, give up the game. Give up the game. Yeah, give up the game. So this time, um, apparently I hit a little too close to home with our frozen pizza brands. Oh boy, what is Steve? Steve, Steve apparently is a manager of a home run-in. Oh no! Pizza restaurant. That was not in our top five. So he writes, I manage a home run-in pizza restaurant. Not only did you leave us off your offensive top five list of frozen Ugh. pizza brands, you had the audacity to mock grilling the pizza. I'd grill your face if I could. And that's a little it. dark. He's dude. he's not only is he aggressive. I will give him credit. He's very concise. Yes. He gets his point across in few words. Uh-huh. He seems to want to do physical harm to me, which is not a pleasant thing. No. But sorry, Steve. I mean, I don't know if I really am because what am I not supposed to have any opinions that you don't agree with? You no. Know, and you know what, Steve? Maybe you can work for another crappy Chicago pizza place. <laughs> Get a job at Connie's or something. Go to Pizzeria Uno. Yeah. Is that good? I don't know. I, I don't remember. Have yeah. you ever had it? Uh, I have had pizza. Well, no. You know what? I've never had Pizzeria Uno, but I've been to the place that's like a block down. It's Pizzeria Due. No, this is, is it real? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same place. Okay. But it's like they just opened a second restaurant really? for whatever reason. Yeah. I thought you were making that up. No, I am not making that up. Is the Pizzeria, Pizzeria Trier another one? I don't think there is a Trier. Okay. But there's a Due. Okay. And so I've been to that one a couple of times. And it's okay. Well, suffice to say, if Steve starts managing another pizza restaurant, I'm sure we'll hear from him again. Oh, Steve. Uh, let's see. What else have we got in the e- email box? Oh, this is from Carol in Lawrenceville, uh, Kansas. Oh. Hey, guys. What are your thoughts on Prohibition? Should we give it another go? Absolutely not. Okay, so now, you know what this is? This is prime trolling. Yeah. That's all this is. Is that all he said? Or she said? That's all she said. And then left it at that. (laughs) She knows we're a Whiskey Sessions podcast. I think this is her subtle way of saying she wants us to stop releasing podcasts. I I believe that's what it is. (laughs) Carol! And Carol from Lawrenceville, Kansas. One of our greatest states. (laughs) This is me being sarcastic. (laughs) Um, We don't need any of it. How about this, Carol? Your name is Carol, and you're from Lawrenceville. Why don't you change your name to Lawrence so you fit in? Yes. That's my comeback to you, Carol. Yeah. I I agree with that, and I think maybe we should leave Or move to Carrollton. Move to Carrollton. Arkansas, which I believe might be a town. That actually does sound like a town. I think it is. Yeah. I believe it. Okay. All right. If I'm wrong, Steve will email us. Ugh, Steve. (laughs) Steve. Yeah. I'm really getting fed up with Steve. We're, We're both getting fed up with Steve, and... That's why we need more emails from our good listeners. Yeah, I know, right? Who don't, aren't terrible people. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, yeah. or whatever that saying is. So send us your emails to whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. We're going to read them. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out again, our EP, Hip Hop Awesome Style. At Whiskey Session. That's a good title for the next one. That probably is what it's going to be called now. <laughs> WhiskeySessions.bandcamp.com. Check out our Twitter feed at, at Whiskey Sessions. And yeah, we'll hit you up again soon. This is Amets. And Beat Pimp. See you later. Hasta luego.